0: Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Hope you're all having a good
1: day. And if you want, you can give me a call. As usual, 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. If you're interested in emailing, all you got to do is uh, email. You can do it in the show, you know, you can, and I can read it on the show. Is, uh, is uh, Just go to info at uh, Email us at info at and I can maybe get to your stuff on the air. Not a big deal. But we have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 2276. All right, let's get to Rudolph from Raleigh. Rudolph, welcome. You're on the air. Yes,
2: sir. Um, my hey, wait, you're the riff raff guy. Uh,
1: you're th- <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I'm just getting back at you from yesterday when it was mistyped, and I thought your your name was Riff, and I asked if your last name was Raff. No,
2: not Riff, Riff. I
1: know, but aren't you smiling? Don't you think it was kind of funny? I thought it was funny. I'm,
2: I'm smiling a little bit.
1: Okay, a little better than nothing. All right, I'm gonna maybe I'll start calling you Riff Raff. I don't know, you know, maybe I will. You yeah, don't
2: know. call me that.
1: <laughs> how about how about Riff? Just, hey, Riff. <laughs>
2: No. no, no, Rudolph. Rudolph,
1: Rudolph the riff Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, not Rudolph the riff raff.
1: Yes. No. Just Rudolph, not Rudy. Okay. All right, man. No. Yes. No. Rudolph. Let me ask you: Are you smiling just a little bit?
2: A little bit.
1: Okay. Good. It's better than nothing. People
2: not love to... to call me Rudy.
1: Rudy. well you know because my last name is slick i i grew up with my name being teased a lot so at any rate okay man what do you got buddy yeah.
2: yeah yeah my question is are there any female angels
1: uh not that i'm aware of but i've written an article on it and uh let's see um in Zechariah 5 9 then I lifted up my eyes and looked and there were two women were coming out of with the wind in their wings and they had wings like the wings of a stork and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heavens and so some that's the only place I could find where it might refer to angels in the feminine and so the context is that there's a flying scroll its dimensions were 20 cubits long and 10 cubits wide. The scroll represents the curse upon those who steal uh, and who swear falsely by God's name. And then a woman is personified as wickedness. Two women coming out with the wind in their wings. The women are going to build a temple. So it, my notes here say contextually the figures spoken of in verse 9 are not angels. Uh, they're representative of wickedness and not dealing with angels. So. It does not look like that I'm aware of any place uh, in the Bible where angels are in the in the feminine. Now, if anybody knows of another verse, let me know. You know, I'll go check it out because I don't have the Bible memorized. All right.
2: Yes, sir. That's what I was telling my friends today. That as far as scriptural goes, there is women came from men, not angels.
1: Yes, women. Right. A woman, one woman. Women was taken came out of the from society. the side of
2: Well... That's not, not true?
1: Wi- no, not women. Woman. One woman came from the side of, of Adam. And then God created uh, out of Adam, de- designating federal headship and authority and position and things like that. And the creation of the woman okay. was to assist... Was to assist in the work of um, of the of the Dominion mandate, okay? Okay, okay.
3: okay
2: does that help? So, but it does look like all um, angels are male gender.
1: Well, they are. They don't have gender in their natural state because they're angels. They're neither male nor female. But when they appear on Earth they appear as as masculine and i'm i'm very aware of this and so when i wrote my novel and i'm rewriting it but the, my novel the uh, the influence all the angels are in the masculine gender when they appear and war with the, the demons in fact all the demons are masculine none of them are, fe- are feminine in their in their appearance okay okay all right
2: Well, thank you for that in the- I know if anybody knew it, it was you. So, thank you again.
1: You You're have welcome, a, and thanks for calling Rudolph, who I won't call riff Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Hey, we'll see have ya. a good
2: evening. Bye bye. Uh,
1: all right. God bless. All right. You know, once uh, <laughs> I was talking to a guy. And uh, he says, "I said, well, you know what? What's your, you know, where you from? Are you Catholic? Are you atheist, or what?" He goes, "I don't like labels. I don't, I don't use labels." I said, "Oh, so you're an anti-labeler?" He didn't, he didn't get it. (laughs) So, someone else in the room laughed. (laughs) I said, "So you, you don't like labels, right? That makes you an anti-labelist." And (laughs) he just goes, "That's right. (laughs) Okay." And so I remember that. I, I, I got such a kick out of that. I was so happy with myself for, for saying that. I don't know. I got a, a, I'm a little odd. <laughs> My wife's right now is going, amen. Oh, all right. Let's get to uh, Alberto. <laughs> oh, here we go. Alberto. Alberto. Hey, man. What are you, how you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, good evening, Matt split I'm oh, fine, sir. I'm watching this video, right, about this Muslim scholar, Saif mm-hmm. Naik. He said that... There's not, a, not one single ambiguous statement in the scriptures that Jesus said that he is God or said to worship him. What do you think
4: about that?
1: You'd say, well, you know, you're right. There's not a specific statement that says, where Jesus says, I am God. You're right. That, the, those words don't agree, are, are, are not there. I'd say, yeah. It's, I'd say, so what?
2: So we oh, kind to that. prove that Jesus saying he's not God, basically,
1: or claiming to be God, I saying he's insane. No, 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 hear, hear me out. I say to them, so what? Because I, there's a, mm-hmm. I've got a lot more to come back with, okay? I'm asking him one thing. He's focusing on one thing. There's no statement. I think this happened many times with Muslims. Where does Jesus ever say, I am God? And I've already got 15 things I can say. I say, well, it, he never says that." those those three words. I said, so what about it? Mm-hmm. He goes, see, he's not God. I said, okay. All right. He never says, "Also, I am a prophet." So I guess he's not a prophet because he doesn't say that either, right? See, mm-hmm. you let them give you the rope. Don't try and refute them right away. Just let them. Okay, so mm-hmm. then that would mean. Okay, okay. So you're saying that means he's not God. Okay. Well, does it ever say in the Bible, "I am a prophet," or does it say in the Quran? You can ask him. Does it say in the Quran, "I am a prophet"? In fact, I'm going to look right now in the Quran and see if it says that. Let's see. I. M A. a, nope, there's no place where it says I am a prophet in the Quran. So, there you go. So, okay. the logic doesn't work, okay? But I do, uh-huh. I, I, what I'll often do is say, well, want me to show you where he's called God? By God? By God the Father? And I'll mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, Hebrews 1.8. He Hebrews eight. But of the Son, he says, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. I says, there you go. God is calling him God. So this, this supports the right. Trinity. And uh, well, that's corrupted. It's not this. Ago. Look, all, all you do is, I'll tell him. all you do is you look at the Bible and you, you do what's called an external critique. You judge it from what the Quran right. says. And then you say the, the Bible's wrong because the Quran says so. Well, that doesn't make any difference if it's true or false. I could easily say the Quran's false because the Bible says so. Well, the Bible has been corrupted, show me where, show me how. And, and I've got this challenge out to athe- to uh, Muslims, give me a list of the things that Jesus said, the red letters in the Gospels that he said that are true and not true, that are correct and not correct. I'd love to have that list. Because if they gave me a list, all I could do is just do some textual analysis and historical analysis of any manuscripts and say, is there any variant here, is there anything, is this what it says? You know, I could do, you know I could use the evidence against it, but they won't do that because they don't want to think very deeply. Not very many Muslims mm-hmm. will think very deeply, okay? Some will, but not very mm-hmm. many. All right?
2: Have you ever debated him before? Who? That Muslim scholar from India, I think he is.
1: No, I've not debated him. I've debated several Muslims. Uh, I, I would debate him, you know. I would debate him on something uh, yeah. if he wants to, you know. Yeah, I love it when the when the Muslims love to. They, I've had them say to "Matt, I want to debate you on does the Bible teach Jesus as God." I'm say, "Are you serious? You want you want to do, debate that one, right?" Yes, that's what I want to debate. Okay, I mean, not that I say I wouldn't prep any, but it's like I don't have to prep for that one, you know, because the Bible does teach it, and I know where the verses are, and I know what verses they'll go to try and counter it, because they're just they'd be like Jehovah's Witnesses. All I do is you could just know Jehovah's Witness uh, arguments, and you got their arguments, the same thing. So, at any uh-huh. rate, yeah. Yeah, I would debate him. Yeah. So, oh, here you all right. Thank you,
2: Matt. Rick. God bless you.
1: All right, man. God bless you. All right. Wow, that was fun. Okay. How about we tell you that we have four open lines. You want to give me a call? 877-207-2276. There you go. Um, let's get to Dave from Kansas City. Dave, welcome. Uh, you're on the air.
4: All right, welcome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you Matt um, I've mm-hmm. been having Facebook debates with um, Hebrew Israelites, Torah babies the Hebrew mm-hmm. roots movement kind of guys mm-hmm. they, they, yeah. they conflagulate the moral law with the ceremonial law and I just wanted some um, some of your advice as how to address them and, and of course I haven't heard from him back when the guy was emailing me and texting me on Saturday or this or Friday to Saturday. And I said, "Hey, you just broke the Sabbath by texting me and emailing me on the Sabbath because you lit a fire." So he hasn't emailed me since. So, but uh, the ceremonial law versus the moral law is really what I'm, what I'm done.
1: Well, they're, they're not versus each other; uh, they are just uh, parts of the aspect of the. They're parts of the aspect of the overall law of God because there's three main right. categories of. Right. of there's three okay. main categories of the law, okay. the moral, the ceremonial, or the, and the priestly we could say, and the uh, judicial, or the, or the governmental, okay. and, and so okay. uh, that, that's it, and so I just say to them, you know, what's the big deal? What are you saying? You know, the Hebrews are like, when I talk to them, you've got to understand that mm-hmm. they're bigoted, okay. they're racist. They can't think <laughs> it's it's very i'm serious it's uh it's one of the few know. groups I've encountered where the individuals seem as though they're actually judged right now and given over to the depravity of their hearts and their minds it It's really bad mm. yeah they,
4: it it's harder uh, talking to them than Mormons it really
1: is, oh yeah, yeah, Mormons are polite, you know for the most part I mean there's some Mormons <laughs> who aren't but but, you know, but the Hebrew Israelites, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. These guys, they're. What I do when I get into their rooms, and, and uh, I'll say, well, you know, you guys are just racists. And they do not like that. And I've had them say, you know, white people go to well, hell, and white, white people are going to be uh, sir, slaves of the black people in heaven. And, you know, I'm like, oh, jeez. I've been called a white devil before. Like, wow. You know, there's just. Well, oh, it's so bad.
4: The, the, uh, the Torah babies and other. Hebrew roots, regardless of the Hebrew Israelites, mm-hmm. there are other uh, groups that are taking hold now, and oh, yes. that's the they're 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 just as hard.
1: I have uh, a, a guy, two people I know who are experts on this, on the Hebrew Israelite movement. I'm not okay, and they tell me that it's just, it's fracturing, and there's just new groups all the time. But hey, look, we got a we got a break coming. Up. Yep. Hold on, okay, man. Hey, folks, you want to give me a call? Two open lines, 877-207-2276. Be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live! Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody... How are you doing? Back on the air here, and
1: someone in the, t- the and <laughs> t- we have T-shirt Tuesday here at Carm I'm, I'm on the air, and um, so someone made a comment and said, "Hey, Matt's shirt is just a plain shirt," and so I went and put a cross, a little cross in my pocket. So there now, there you go. There's not plain. And we have fun. All right, hey, uh, let's get back on the air with Dave. Okay, you still there? I guess we lost them Are you there? We lost them All right, no, no big deal Alright, let's move along, let's get to Mike From Ohio, hey Mike, welcome You're on the air
5: Hey, good evening um, Good evening. Hey, I, I had a real quick Question for you, this is kind of a mm-hmm. bad Debate among a number of my friends uh, The TV
1: Okay, I'm not hearing you Are you there? Oh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay.
5: Yes, I can hear you.
1: Okay, lost you there for a bit. All right. So. Oh,
5: I'm sorry. Um, okay. it's, it's been a debate among a number of my friends uh, and fellow churchgoers, doers. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chosen, what is your opinion?
1: I've watched uh, all of it. I'm enjoying it. I like it.
5: I I, I kind of like the way it portrays Jesus, the man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, do you think it's a good tool to use, especially for those that are young in their faith?
1: Um, as far as a good tool, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, because there's so much more than just that series. But what it's doing is it's showing oh him from a very human perspective, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with it, and I've looked for problems. And, you know, there's a thing, a few things I, I wouldn't have had him do or say a couple of things different different ways, that kind of thing. But, uh, so, you know, that's it. And, uh, so, uh, Trying to think here, yeah, you know, once he, he missed catching a rock <laughs> so, or something like that. Yeah, I thought would Jesus do that? But you know, to quibble over something like that is ridiculous. Um, I forget where it is in the New Testament, but uh, the uh, the disciples forbade. Let's see, this is what I go to. We forbid them. Uh, let's see if I can find that verse. We forbid them from from uh, preaching. They weren't following us. And maybe someone can find that in the text, put it in the, in the chat text. I forget where it is. And Jesus said, let them alone, uh, because he who is not for me is against me. He who is not against me is for me. That Things like that. Let them, let's see, them alone. Um, and so I can't find that. I I, you know, I want to look at that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll find it. Anyway, I won't waste time. I'll have someone in the uh, chat find it, put the text in. I'll give you the reference. So here's the point is that it's more important that Christ is presented. And what I've noticed in the first part of the series, they didn't focus on his deity. But what happened was, and I think it was in the beginning of this season, he started proclaiming his deity. And it was a couple things I remember yeah. I was watching. And I went, whoa, that is him claiming to be God. And it was clear. And so they are doing that. And in my opinion, I would much rather have Jesus Christ be portrayed in such a manner than not. It's affecting a lot of lives, and apparently for the better. Now, they are—he's working with the Mormons, and I know that the Mormons are not Christians. I get that, but uh, I'm not going to say yes or no to that. Whatever—that's that, between him and God and them. That the guy's producing it, so. But I've I've looked for, nothing in there has been, um, you know, Mormon theology, like God, you know, from another planet and things like that, and a goddess wife. Yeah. Nothing like that is there. So, okay, you know, it's getting preached. I can't complain about that.
5: I just can't I, complain uh, You and I are on the same page, absolutely. That's, I appreciate your views.
1: Now someone says in a text a little bit of LDS doctors been slipped in. I don't know where that is or what that is. So and it could be that I just have been paying attention, but I do get tired of of having on the the apologetics hat all the time. And in fact I have a thing with my wife after ten o'clock at night, I don't want to talk any, anything serious. I'm just done. <laughs> I don't wanna you know I don't want to hear anything, you know. And uh you know, or, well, so so our daughter just got in. you know, they're having a problem. They're finding. So I don't want to hear anything because I'm just always in. And uh, after a certain period of time, okay, I'm done. So maybe it's just that I I watch it with my wife late at night and we we, we do that. So uh, oh, well, excellent. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just haven't found it. And is it biblically sound? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. I'm going to go look. Let's see is the chosen biblically sound let's see if an article comes up and uh, okay uh, let's see okay I'm looking uh, scanning it there's some concern but the Mormons being involved yeah uh, is okay yeah I don't see anything. What it's saying um, Okay, I don't I don't know I, I don't I can't just read it while I'm on the air here, but scanning it so yeah. uh, You know I need to write an article on it, but I just haven't found anything that I've uh, that's particularly uh, Troublesome, I just haven't So that's me
5: exactly and i and, and I think it might be a way to attract people to the story of Jesus, which is how you get the conversation started.
1: Right. And that's that's good. And
0: here's
1: here's one of the things is like someone just uh, texted something in the chat room there and said, "Well, Jesus claimed to be the law." You know, would I want to die on that hill and say so we can't watch the whole series because they said he said that? I wouldn't, you know, I'd say just let it go. Because there's no place in the Bible, if, if he did say that, there's no place in the Bible where he says, I am the law. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. If he says, I am the law, depending on the context and what they're doing, it would be interesting to see how he's saying it. If he's trying to show his deity to the Pharisees, for example, I would say, well, that's fine. Because there's a lot of liberty yeah. taken in the wording and the dialogue. And so... If we're gonna this thing is sometimes in my opinion, sometimes Christians get so uppity that uh they can't let anything slide. I would much rather like I think I said almost five hundred million people have seen this in you know, at least one episode. That's incredible. Get Jesus out there and the population get him on the airwaves let people see what the words were how the disciples messed up their arguments, their selfishness just see all of it take liberty, go forward get it going and get that gospel preached and the way I, I've seen it going what I'm assuming is going to happen is they're going to have a full-blown crucifixion and resurrection of Christ and I'm for it
5: Yeah.
1: So, and, and we'll see what they do with justification so far, it's okay. Absolutely. It's not perfect, but it's uh, it, it's good. Okay, so, got my thumbs Absolutely. up. All right, I
5: appreciate it.
1: All right, thank you. Okay, God bless. Bye.
5: Bye-bye.
1: All right, hey everybody, welcome. Oh man. Hey, three open lines. Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live Taking your calls at 877-207-2276 Here's Matt Slick Hey everybody, welcome back to the show Hey, if you want to give me a call, two
1: open lines 877-207-2276 Hello, Lorenzo. you there? What a lot of background noise Yes, Oh
6: yes sir, I hope it's not too disturbing I'm, I'm driving as I'm talking I have you on the audio equipment in the car
1: Okay, it's pretty loud, but let's see if we can work through it. What do you got?
6: Okay, yeah, so a quick question. Um, I've I've been tuning into your show maybe the past couple of weeks. Um, I find it very uh, intriguing and very interesting to get, you know, to hear views from other, you know, people concerning Bible questions. Um, My question to you... On the day of the Pentecost, this amazing experience happened, there you know, where the, the Holy Spirit was imparted and they spoke with tongues. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's very, very, like, vivid, like, what happened on that day. Is that relevant today, from your view, and is speaking in tongues the initial evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit?
1: No, the ev- initial evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit is the glorification of Jesus Christ, not what we can do, but what we should do and focus on Him. But the Holy Spirit bears witness of Jesus. And so we have to understand that a lot of groups, what they want to do is get over-emotional and say, you know, the, the evidence of speaking in tongues is, your, is how you know you have the Holy Spirit. That's not true. Okay, there's... So I'm going, you mute, uh, I'm going to mute you because you're... Hold on, because you're... I'll get you off. Okay, I got you muted so that uh, I can talk through this because it's pretty, uh, pretty loud. Then I'll unmute you here when, when we talk. And so the initial movement of the Holy Spirit is regeneration. The evidence to people that the Holy Spirit is in you, is not just speaking in tongues. It's glorifying the Lord Jesus. Because Jesus says here in this, um, in John 15:26, he says, when the Helper comes, that's the Holy Spirit, whom I will send you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who perceives in the Father, he will testify of me. The thing is that <clears throat> the main work of the Spirit is to bear witness of Christ. And so if the Spirit of Christ is in you, then ultimately you're going to want to bear witness of Jesus, you're going to want to talk about Jesus because that's what the Spirit's ministry is, is to do that. Jesus says so, John fifteen twenty six. When people start saying, The Holy you know, you get baptized the Holy Ghost and do the evidence of speaking in tongues, and that's how you know. No, it's not. See the evidence of speaking in tongues in Acts chapter two is a movement of the pouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is prophesied in the Old Testament to be poured. You can go to Joel two twenty eight twenty nine, and I think it's cross referenced in uh, Acts 17-18. and you can also go to Acts ten forty four through forty five. I think it's verse forty five says the evidence uh, says the Holy Spirit has been poured out on them because they were speaking in tongues and exalting God so notice what happens people will say well they're speaking in tongues in Acts chapter 2 that's the evidence it is one of the evidences and I'm going to go here and read Acts uh, ten forty four. it says uh, while Peter was still speaking these words the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message the Holy Spirit fell upon them the circumcised believers, etc., because the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles, verse 45. And how do they know? Because they're hearing them speak with tongues and exalting God. So here's the thing. When we go back to Acts chapter 2, I'm going to show you something. This is really important. Because what happens is they start speaking in tongues. It says tongues of fire distributed themselves on the people in the upper room. And they, had, uh, they start, started to speak with other tongues. Well, here's an honest question. What other tongues? Because what happens here is this. In verse 6, when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing him speak in his own language. So now what we see in the context of Acts chapter 2 is that people are, are hearing the, the disciples and others in the room speaking in different languages. Does it mean... Now, here's the question. Does it mean, then, that they were speaking in languages they did not know? Or does it mean they were speaking in languages they did know? Because uh, relevant to this is the Jews spoke to each other in Aramaic and or Hebrew because that was the language that God had used and decided to speak through with the oracles and the prophets. So the idea of speaking to Gentiles in Greek, for example was almost sacrilegious. You spoke in God's language. So the Jews would speak their language, that their culture. I mean, you know, I go to stores and I hear people speaking in Spanish. I'm oh, up here in Idaho. I hear them speaking in Spanish. And I wish they'd speak in English. But they're going to speak in their culture, what they're familiar with. And the same thing here. The Jews did the same thing. So now Gentiles and others are there going, they're speaking in all kinds of different languages besides the Hebrew or the and or the Aramaic. They probably spoke Aramaic. And they're speaking in, in uh, Mesopotamian, people of Ju- Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Pamphylia, Egypt, Libya, Cyrene, Rome. Different languages are being spoken. So now we have to ask the question. This is a fair question. When someone speaks in tongues does it mean that it has to be some language no one understands or does it mean according to Acts chapter 2 in languages that they did understand because it's right there in that context of what's going on that's what's happening there so we can't just say it's just some speaking in some tongue as though they do this in these charismatic churches they, you know and and what are they saying we don't know well okay and I'm not saying it can't happen because I can go to Acts chapter. I mean, First uh, Corinthians 14. But this is the problem when they go to Acts 2 and they say this, they're, they're not really understanding what's going on, and they are not limit. What they're doing is limiting the interpretation to the idea of speaking in tongues as if that's the movement of the Spirit. But in Acts 10, uh, 44 through 48, it's exalting God, and that's what's going on there. So since the Holy Spirit bears witness of Christ, I'd say the initial movement. Uh, witness or movement of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Lord Jesus. And speaking in tongues apparently, I'm not saying it only is, apparently deals with speaking in languages that people around them understood. Okay. So there you go. Uh, John, are you still on? Oh, no, no, I'm in the wrong one. Hold on. There we go. Sorry about that. Okay, Dorenzo, did you hear all that?
6: yes sir I I heard all that and and I appreciate your you know your feedback and insight on it Um, very interesting uh, case study I would say Um, I've I've been in church majority of my life and um, you know there are you know Pentecostal movements and apostolic movements and the different variations when you go from church to church Um, what I have come to understand is that the Holy Spirit moves there is a presence you can feel um, Yep. But I think um, that the, the text says that they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Um, any thoughts on that part?
1: Yeah, in the context, is, here's something else. I'm going to put you on hold again. Okay, um, here's one of the things a lot of people forget is they'll take the context and they will apply it to themselves today that may or may not be applicable. If what they're talking about here in Acts chapter 2 is the initiation of the church and the promise of the Spirit being poured upon them, then one question we have to ask is, is it for that time only? Now, that would seem to not really be the case because a few uh, weeks later in Acts chapter 10, uh, they're speaking in tongues there. So it looks like it might be that time of just the apostles. That's I'm just saying this is one of the possibilities. What I could do is run a bunch of possibilities out and say, this is what we have in the text. So when we talk about this issue of uh, speaking, uh, I forgot. I forgot what you asked. Darn it! I not want I do that. Let me okay. Get you back on. What was your qu- what was your question?
6: No, no, you're you're good. You're doing fine. Yeah, I uh, just I wanted to get your view on whether or not uh, you believe that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of receiving no. the Holy Spirit. And I do agree no. with you that that certainly cannot be the only evidence because um, if. I to say, it loses, it loses
1: out of you. Um, it changes your life. You know, it changes the way you think. Absolutely. As you go, your
6: communication, you, you
1: know what I mean? Um, well, let me tell you, so, Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah, let me put you on hold. I'll tell you this because the noise in the background. Uh, it's not about me, but I'm going to just tell you that when I was 17 years old, I walked up forward at a church, and uh, Z... Holy Spirit. It was Him, the Holy Spirit, who fell upon me with such power that I was reduced to a sobbing mass of tears. I wept harder that day than I did the day I buried my son. I wept so hard, so gutturally in the presence of incredible holiness. It was the movement of the Holy Spirit. It was Him. He was there. He was upon me. He was within me. He was convicting me of my sin, and I was instantly made aware of my incredible uh, sinfulness in the presence of his incredible holiness and all I could do was push my face upon the ground and moan out and almost yell out my agonizing tears of guilt before him. And then Jesus was next to me and then Jesus stepped into me and I felt my sin leave as he entered into me and saved me that day. Now, I've never spoken in tongues. I've never spoken in tongues. I want you to hold on. I have prophesied And I've had words of knowledge, but I've never spoken in tongues. It's not to say that my experience makes something true, but what do we do with that kind of stuff? Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Hold on, Dorenzo. We'll get to you to the break.
0: Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. All right, let's see,
1: get back on the air here with uh, Dorenzo. You still there? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still here. Yeah, so anyway, just to sum it up, the initial evidence is the glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ, not whether you speak in tongues that can't be verified or known to be true. Okay? That's what I would say.
6: Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I really do appreciate that.
1: Hey, no problem, man. God bless. All right.
6: All right. All right. I'll continue to uh, keep praying for this. Pray for our country. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on. So uh, but I do yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Hey, God bless, brother. All right. Okay. Let's get on the air with John from Winston-Salem. John, welcome. You're on the air. Are you there? John, hello, I don't know if he's there, let's see, I'll give him another five seconds or so, and uh, maybe he's uh, juggling the phone, trying to hit the button, and he's panicking, and uh, falling down, who knows. Let's get on the air with Yvette from Raleigh, North Carolina, Yvette, welcome, you're on the air.
3: Hi, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine, thank you for taking my call. Okay. My question is: um, So I know that God created Adam and Eve, and they had children, um, Cain and Abel, and they they did have other children. But I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they had daughters. And if not, I want to know how the earth continued to be populated.
1: Adam and Eve had children who had children, and the reason they had other children is because they had relations with each other, they married each other, they married their brothers and sisters at first. That's what
0: happened. Okay, so they did
3: have daughters, I need to read sure. on them.
1: Oh, yeah. In fact, okay. uh, let's see, other, yeah, in Genesis 5, 4, and then the days of Adam, after he had become the father of Seth, were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters, and so they would relate, have relations. It wasn't until later that God said no more of that because the inbreeding okay. uh, would be a problem. And just consider that fact that their vesticider genetics was, let's just say, perfect, without flaw. Mm-hmm. And so they could, they could do that for a while, and then there was enough uh, genetic uh, dispersion so that they didn't have to do it anymore. Okay?
3: That makes
1: sense. All right.
3: Easy. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome very much. <laughs> well, God bless.
3: <laughs> Have a good evening. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. All right. Let's see. Chris from Idaho. Hey, Chris, welcome. You're on the air. Hello? Are you there? Hello? I'm going to wait because it's an interesting topic. Okay. We'll just uh, put you on hold. Let's go back to Pearl from Rock, Rockville, Virginia. Hey, Pearl, welcome. You're on the air.
3: Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, since the Lord Jesus Christ bore all of our sins, all mm-hmm. of our pain on
1: the cross, it doesn't say all of our pain. Well, it says of our sins, yes.
3: But not all of our pain?
1: doesn't say that. The only thing I know is that 1 Peter 2.24 says he bore our sins in his body on the cross. It doesn't say he bore our pain.
3: Well, I was wondering, you could help me here. Uh, when the soldier sliced the side of now, our just, blessed Lord Jesus uh-huh. on the cross, Mm -hmm. If that slashing would have been indicative of the labor pains to bring forth his church, like every woman has to bear the pain, a man doesn't know that, of course, to bear the pain of her child, that if that could...
1: No, cutting off the ear has nothing to do with that.
3: No, I didn't say anything because I off the ear. Okay, I'm not getting it then. Go ahead. The, the, the soldier slashed his side.
1: Oh, I misunderstood you completely. Yes, uh, that was to verify his death.
3: I that know there way. came forth blood and water, the living word and the written word. That's the way I take it. But I was just wondering, is that too I take far it as out? What
1: blood and water? Go ahead.
3: Uh, it, I just wondered if that slashing and it would have been so close to his heart that that would be indicative of him bearing the labor pains to bring his church forth
1: no nope I no. wouldn't go that far no uh, he was already dead at that point the reason uh, they would take the spear and shove it up underneath the ribcage from that angle is uh, to see if the water and the blood came out it wasn't water uh, it was uh, I there's a word for it medically but uh, it looks like water and blood and the reason that that happens is because the heart has ruptured, and there's no more circulation, and so they pierced his side, and that's what gushed out. That's a verification that the heart had ruptured; it was stopped working, so it was dead. And that's what that is. So he that Well, I just wonder
3: since since he did he not bear everybody's hell in his precious no. body?
1: No, it says he bore or sin. Well, Only go with what the scriptures teach. Okay. Okay. He bore our sin in his body. It doesn't say hell. Doesn't say pain. Doesn't say anguish. It says he bore our sin in his body.
3: A sin. Okay. I was completely wrong. Then it was not hell. He did not bear hell.
1: No, he bore our sin in his body on the cross. First Peter chapter four. Yeah.
3: I thought he bore all of that. Uh, maybe I told you he has took when when. God says in Psalm 220, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. He Mm -hmm. taught me to kiss him from his crucified head and to call each place and kiss it because he's my God.
1: Wait, 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 wait. To call each place and kiss it? I don't understand what that
3: means. His his head that was crowned with thorns. Okay, one. To kiss his precious face and the tears that flowed from his eyes. Because he said in Isaiah 50, verse 6, I gave my back to the... Yes. To the slut, I gave to, to my, me, my back cheeks those to those who pluck
1: out my beard. Yep, uh-huh.
3: and and to those who pluck the hair off of my face, right. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. And then the back that was laid in rivers with those horrible whips, and then his side that was cut open. Well, do you? That came forth blood and water.
0: A, do you have a question? Okay,
3: though? and okay. then his precious hands and feet that's seven places and that's the way the Holy Spirit has taught me to kiss my darling Lord Jesus every day of my life
1: well seven the crown of thorns is one beating on his face and having his beard ripped out that could be number two the whipping on the back is number three the piercing of the side is number four the piercing in the left hand is five right hand is six and the feet, uh, both feet would be uh, seven and eight
3: Uh
1: so you could say
3: does that sound he has taught me to call him my darling because he said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul all thy mind and all of thy strength, that Hmm. doesn't leave anything or anybody to be ahead of him but he is to be all
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't want to be too mystical about things. And um, so I don't want to read too much into uh, this because I've seen what the Roman Catholic Church has done. And I've seen how it is... I'm
3: not a Catholic. I mean, I am a Catholic, but I'm a Protestant Catholic. (laughs) I'm not a Roman Catholic. I'm not a Catholic.
1: But I'm saying I see what the Roman Catholic Church does, and how they they will take something and they mystic- mysticalize it, and then they drive a truckload of heresy through it. So that's why my uh, my recommendation is always just what does the Bible say? And First Corinthians four six says that we're not to exceed what's written. And so it says he bore our s- uh, sin in his body on the cross. So I would say I'd only say he bore our sin. I wouldn't say he bore uh, our, our bore hell, okay, but it does say our stripes he bore, so we could say that. That's
3: right, that's, yeah. that's right.
1: So our stripes he bore, that that means what? Our punishment. Now some might say, well, that means hell. Maybe you got to be careful. The punishment due to us fell upon him. We know that, okay. So I have to, it's particularly about Jesus, I, I approach that topic very slowly and very cautiously and very respectfully i want well, to make dude, sure i'm, I'm trying I'm to read, be just, read i have into.
3: asked him to to kill everything in me but himself
1: yeah, same thing i i i'm on for that yep yeah i
3: agree that's with you. okay
1: oh yeah. yeah i wish he would do that but if he did that in me probably nothing left
3: well nothing that's <laughs> right because what it's <laughs> what can a dead thing do
1: yeah that's right nothing <laughs> So you know, it's like it's like I'll say to the Lord, "Please, I don't, I don't even want to ask anything because I don't even know how to ask right." You well, know, you just what does do with Job say? Want.
3: I've never heard anybody mention this. He says, "Teach me what I shall say unto you, Lord, because I cannot order my speech by reason of darkness."
1: That's right. Where's that? Is that a verse?
3: That is Job thirty-seven nineteen.
1: Whoa, thirty-seven nineteen. Teach us what we shall say to him. I we'll want see who that's addressed to. Uh, we cannot arrange in case of darkness. I think that to
3: God, out. the Holy yeah, I, Spirit.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check out the context out, make sure it's there. But yeah, that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I, want, I pray and say, Lord, all of you, none of me. Like John 3.30, he must increase, I must decrease. Everything of you, nothing of me. I don't want to even ask because I'll, I'll ask wrong.
3: Just yes, and when I have a little pain, I thank him for it because he's teaching me. Yeah. Oh, a big oh, pain. Absolutely. I really do okay. believe that. I think we should ask him for every, thank him for every pain we have.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: Let me ask you this, sir, before I let you go: Do you believe, since God Almighty is uncreated and He's sovereign, I want to predicate what I say before I say anything else. You repeat that Oh me Satan is taking it away from me <laughs> It was a deep question but I cannot remember Oh this Do you think since, Like I said since God is uncreated And he is sovereign Do you believe that he allowed Allowed Lucifer to fall Of course To do his will Yes Yes and God can do anything, anytime, to any extent, and it's perfect. I
1: don't know about any extent. God can, I'm more technical than most people. He can do whatever he desires. Right. And he always, yeah. So he can't make a round square because it's not possible. It violates his own nature. But yeah, I'm with you. You're right. He can do whatever he desires, and he's good. Hey, so you don't time? think that that question
3: me? about the side we're, and the church we're, we're, being born out of that side?
1: I, I, it's too mystical for me. We're, we got to go. We're out of time. Sorry. Pro we'll call back. Hey, folks. God bless.
3: Another program powered by the Truth Network.